Everybody is scrambling to launch a fast channel, but how do you actually do it? Video Elephant has just launched two channels, and in this interview, a company executive explains how it's done. This is Endscreen Noise. My name is Colin Dixon, founder and chief analyst at Endscreen Media, and today is September 7th, 2023. We are all fascinated with the explosion in free ad-supported TV, or fasts, as well we should be. After all, TiVo says the average US and Canadian adult uses 3.9 non-paid services, and that two-thirds of us use fasts. That is why when I'm talking with clients, many of our conversations focus on delivering at least some of a content library through fast services. But how much do we really know about what it means to launch a fast channel? I mean the practicalities of standing up a channel on a service like Pluto TV, Plex or Vizio Watchfree Plus. At the OTTX Summit last week in LA, I sat down with Mehmet Gunders, who's Senior Director, Streaming Strategy and Distribution at content aggregator Video Elephant. He's just been through the process of launching two channels, Beyond Paranormal and Travel Escapes, on Plex. He walks us through the entire process from negotiating the distribution deal to the day-to-day -day running of the channel. It's a great interview and packed full of information you will find fascinating. But first... Thursday, September 7th, ITVT and Endscreen Media will launch a new membership community for television professionals called TVOT Connect. It is a weekly online TV industry membership community that aims to encourage conversation, debate, networking and collaboration across all sectors of the advanced TV space. In each weekly live virtual session, you will have an opportunity to briefly introduce yourself, hear a thought-provoking live interview or presentation from industry leaders, and participate in a breakout room to share your thoughts on the day's interview and network with your peers. In the first session on Thursday, September 7th at 10 a.m. Pacific, Tracy Swedlow, founder of ITVT, and I will be joined by Julian Zildebrand, who is EVP of Advanced Media at Paramount. To sign up for the free session and sample how TVOT Connect can help you, point your browser at itvt.com forward slash TVOT forward slash connect. That's itvt.com forward slash TVOT forward slash connect. And if you missed it, don't worry. It's available on demand via the same link. And very likely, there will be another live session in the week you are listening to this podcast. And I'll include a link with this posting on the Endscreen Media website where you can sign up. Now on with the interview. Uh, but I should just say, it's not up to my usual quality. This was recorded in a very noisy environment. I'm afraid the noise compression caused a little bit of a fuzziness on the voices. But it's still very clear. I think you'll enjoy the interview nonetheless. This is Colin Dixon with Endscreen Media and I'm at the OTTX Summit in Los Angeles and I am, I am with Mehmet Gunders, who's Senior Director Streaming and Strategy at Video Elephant. Mehmet, welcome. 
Hello, Colin. How are you? I'm great. So why don't you give us a quick intro to Video Elephant? Sure. Uh, Video Elephant is world's largest premium video library. And our business is content distribution. We partner with great content companies um, from short to long form. And we make sure to take their content all over the world and in all aspects of video consumption. Very good. So I wanted to talk to you because obviously we're talking a lot about fasts here at the conference and um, uh, one of the things that I love about this conference is it's very focused on smaller providers yep. and one of the things that we don't often do is we don't delve into how you actually go about launching a channel and you have just done some channel launches right? We have, we have, uh, we have uh, just last week uh, we, we launched our premium paranormal channel called Beyond Paranormal and our new travel channel called Travel Escapes on Plex uh, here in the US, Canada, UK, Australia, Ireland, and New Zealand. Wow, that's a, that's a huge, uh, huge footprint. It is, it um, is. So, so tell us about um, how did that deal come about with Plex? When did you start working on it? How long did it take to actually do that? Sure. So um, the ideation of the channel probably started about six months ago or so. And you know, we were working with our own content acquisition team to make sure we had the right content partners on board to give the most premium experience for this channel. So once that was settled, uh, we, you know, we went out and you know, pitched it and we did a few of the road shows, both, both on the East Coast and the West Coast, where we met with a lot of great partners, including Plex, uh, where you know, we, you know, we showed them the market research for a need for the, for the channel as well as the DNA of our channel. And it just, uh, through a lot of um, conversations, it, it just all came together just last week. Very good. So so it was really, it was a straight up pitch. This is, this is the content that we have. These are the audiences we think we can bring. And also we, you know, we believe in the new it thing being a good partner and Video Elephant is geared towards that and we're built for that. So. For us, we're not just going to launch a channel and just you know just let it be out on the ether. Uh, you know, we we massage you. We we have a data-driven programming um, aspect to our channel, as well as a lot of marketing to drive eyeballs to the channel. And I think Plex and and the team there saw our commitment to the long-term success of it, and and that's how that deal became together. Very good. So. Um, I'm, I know you can't tell me much detail about uh, the specifics of the deal, but can you sort of talk about the shape? Um, tell me who who sells the ads and who inserts the ads, and, and roughly, you know, how does the how does the money get divvied up? Sure, sure. Um, so, I mean, as you guys know, um, the the industry is pretty much split into two. You have your ref shares and you have your inventory splits. So we actually did a very flexible deal with Plex where you know we will start on a on a rev share and then flip to an inventory if and when we see fit. Okay. So uh, so part of that is because we have just hired a head of monetization and Video Elephant as a whole and not just in CTV but across all of our verticals, we are um, building our ad stacks um, and we see Plex as a great opportunity to to add to that inventory that we're currently gathering. Very good. So that, that gives you the flexibility. You can start with them doing doing the ads, selling the ads for you, and, and you can move to selling them yourselves later. Exactly. Very good. Okay. So once the, the ink was dry on the contract, how long did it take to launch the channels? So Plex is a very good partner, and they are very uh, flexible in, in their launch timelines. So um, it, took a, it took about 
three weeks for us to finish the production of the channel with our content provider world, our technical vendor, excuse me, world. And it took another two weeks for the team at Plex to QC it and, and, and went through their QA process and we just launched last Wednesday. And so what, what are they testing that QA process? Good question. So um, everything from the video to our ad breaks to, to our um, EPG. So it's the full technical treatment as well as to make sure that the, that the channel is up to their standards, both in quality and, and ability to serve ads. So they give you the frequency of the ad breaks, the location, so how does that work? Yeah, sure. Um, so, uh, so every partner is different, um, and you know, as such, you know, we have a baseline of the ad breaks that we include per per hour of programming, and and that actually fell within line with with, with what Plex was already requiring. So it did not re in, it did not include any additional changes on our end to our stream to get on Plex, as you know. Some, some for some it does um, because they have more stringent requirements. They have more ads, less ads, so on and so forth. So for us, we build everything in world, and that channel gets delivered with the ad breaks already in included. That meets their guidelines. Very good. And were there any requirements on content rotation and uh, content repeats? And yes. So we have a lot of our internal requirements. Like I said, we believe in being a proactive partner, building out a premium channel, which means a high refresh rate. So for us um, at Video Elephant, for both of our channels, our current average refresh rate is 20 hours a month. Sorry, 20% a month. So 20% of the content on the channel is re refreshed each month. month. Correct. Very good. And um, tell, talk to us a little bit about data. How do you find out how your channel's doing? Sure. Is there enough data for you to figure out which content is working on that platform, which content is not? How, how do you go about doing it? It is, it is. Um, so again, our partner World has a very robust um, data portal where, where you know, for partners like Plex, where the CDN is handled on their side, on the world side, we're able to see quite a bit into um, hours of viewing, um, impressions, unique viewers, time on stream. Uh, you know, once we get into uh, the inventory, we'll be able to see render rates, fill rates, um, average CPMs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Very good. So that and that that information is enough for you to to really begin to program more intelligently. Exactly. Exactly. So we've actually already started. Um, we just had a call with our programming person. Uh, just yesterday, we were looking at some initial thoughts on what you know what length programming looks like. Um, you know what the completion rates are depending on a half hour block versus an hour block versus a feature length. So all this you know um, gets fed into our internal um, decision making process, and we do update our scheduling week to week. So therefore, any data that we gather this week will be used and inform our decisions for the next. And do they have very specific metadata formats that they require you to, to... They do, they do. So when you work with a partner like Whirl and the many other great technical vendors, um, they tend to have, they tend to give you a template that you deliver against. And for every streamer platform that is integrated with them, the EPG data gets normalized on the technical vendor end and it gets delivered to the platform accordingly, to their specs. Very good. And now the channels are launched, how do they get promoted? Great question. Um, so, so that is what you know. Channel discovery, as you know, as you know, this oh the, yeah, big challenge. Big challenge, but you know, for us, um, you know, so we are going through 
the both the current campaigns, the launch campaigns with Plex, as well as we'll be um, exploring some paid marketing um, uh, opportunities coming up in Q4 to maximize our traffic for obviously one of the higher CPM quarters of the year, as as like everyone knows. Um, and you know, for us, uh, you know, it, again, being a proactive partner, we think it's very important to continue to participate in whatever platform you're in. They do have most, if not all of them, have monthly and quarterly campaigns um, and it's very important to deliver new assets and and, and new promos and new uh, images to meet their campaign requirements to get that additional visibility. Right, right. Um, and of course they have, Plex has some search facilities they that do. hopefully will help people find the channel. They do and you know for us again Plex is a great uh, platform for us to start with because they are. Um, they they understand how how to massage and how to really um, initiate a channel into the fast ether, and then you know they really work with you thereafter to maximize the promotion of the channel. Yeah. Does, do you think that now that they're launched on Plex, that this will actually help you get them launched on other fast platforms? Absolutely. Um, oftentimes, when you're in the room with some of uh, with some of the other platforms, the first question is: Is the channel launched? Right. Um, so now we can say yes, and more importantly, we'll, we'll have the right data to put in front of um, other potential streamers. Um, you know, data is the name of the game, and I think um, I think for fast um, and and considering how difficult it is to drive traffic to it, uh, once you can show that your content is sticky, right? So it's a high value content, it has a sticky factor, and you program according to the trends of the viewers, and you'll find that um, a lot of doors get open for you. Well, seeing the trailers, it certainly looked like sticky content to me. <laughs> it is, it is. Uh, um, uh, like, you know, uh, Paranormal comes in all sizes and shapes. Um, and, you know, we were lucky enough to kind of really find a less glory aspect of it um, to kind of um, speak to a broader audience. Because, you know, we see a overlapping audience between the true crime viewership and, and our Paranormal viewership because it is very... Um, serialized reality-based series versus you know horror movies and so on and so forth and my last question how did you come up with the idea for say the paranormal channel where did that come from and how did you validate it before you were sure. to sell it I mean really it's just about market research I mean you look at the PGs of all the, the major platforms and you see if there's an abundance of a specific genre or not if that genre is performing so this this doesn't hold true for you know for something like true crime because there's probably 50 plus channels, yeah. but people are looking for the 51st one. So, so aside from that, usually you can have a pretty good. And as far as validation, I mean, you know, we work in a industry and in a subset of our entertainment overall where people are very friendly, people are very forthcoming, and you just speak to them. Um, you know, you kind of share the ideas that you have, and and you will instantly get a face. Uh, like, you know, if it's really too niche, you know, and there's nothing wrong with niche content, you know, like you know, especially if you're the first of. Uh, but you know, if you're looking for something that is more popular, that can that can be distributed across multiple platforms, people will tell that will tell you that very quickly. Very good, man. Matt, this has been fascinating. You've given us given us a really good idea of what it takes to launch yeah. a fast channel. It's in hard work. It's hard work, but I promise it's worth it. It's uh, it's a sense of a sense of accomplishment like no other. You see your child on TV. Um, kind of a vibes, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, everybody, if you don't have Plex, you should probably grab that to check out the two channels, the Paranormal channel and what was the other one? Beyond Paranormal and Travel Escapes.
beyond pound normal and fabulous cakes. So I'll be looking forward to it. Perfect. Thank you very much for talking to us. Thank you. This podcast is the property of Endscreen Media. All rights reserved.